Welcome into the Daily Illini Sports Podcast for the first time this summer. I'm Josh Peach, joined with Carson Gordy again. Carson, how you doing? Doing good. You know, I uh, came back from the summer, got a beautiful haircut. I'm just kidding. I, uh, I showed the hairstylist a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal, and they just kept cutting and cutting and cutting. But it'll probably turn out to be okay. Just give it a week or so. Pretty much this summer, just, you know, I've been watching baseball and, you know, getting some sunlight. You know, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, basketball and football season's kind of on the down low, so baseball's really taken off. Yeah, baseball's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I feel like just laying low so far this summer. My internship doesn't start until this coming Monday, so got, you know, travel with my family a little bit, lay low, watch the Cubs. You went to Mexico, didn't you? I did go to Mexico. Nice. Yeah, family went for five days, super relaxing. I mean, my sister works, my dad's a teacher, my mom works, and my uh, sister and I are both in school, so we all just wanted a week to relax. And that's exactly what we did. We didn't really do any excursions or anything. We kind of just you know, relaxed at the resort, all inclusive, got some sun. It was, it was a good time. You're 21, right? I am 21. You got your first drink? Yeah. But you know, in Mexico, <laughs> the drinking age is 18. Is it actually? Yes. I've actually never been to Mexico. Really? You should go. It's fun. The, uh, the resort areas are really, really fun and safe, obviously. So it's a good time. Yeah. All the workers are really friendly. Yeah. It's a good time. Nice. But yeah, so we've both been watching a lot of baseball uh, for people that listen to the radio, especially that have heard us talk about baseball. I know that I'm a big Cubs fan. You're a big Sox fan. You know, not much going on with the Cubs. They're supposed to be bad. They're not very good. They're about 23 and 29 right now. But another team that's below 500 is those White Sox. Uh, after losing to the Blue Jays, I believe, you know, today, I think that's going to be end up being eight to three, the final score. Uh, Sox are going to be about three games below 500. And Carson, I don't know about you, but this was not expected for me. This was not expected, but the season's not over. Um, I will say the Minnesota Twins outperformed expectations, but people forget in 2018, this was a team that won 100 games. I mean, in 2019, 2020 won the division. So they had an off year last year. That happens. And they returned this season with pretty much a pretty similar lineup. You know, they got Buxton, who's playing horribly, but they're still playing well. And, you know, Buxton still has the potential. And they really upgraded the starting pitching. You know, I know Sonny Gray's out, but it is an improved product. And despite that, the White Sox are only four and a half out. But let's just even put the division aside. I mean, the White Sox have a serious chance of winning a wild card spot. I mean, with an extra spot, there's three spots allowed now. They're only two and a half games behind a reeling Angels team, you know, so... The White Sox, I mean, the key is you got to get the starting pitching intact. I mean, I know Lance Lynn is only going to pitch once every five days, but there's a gravitas with Lance Lynn. Like, you know, once every five days, you're going to get six innings, two runs allowed. He's going to keep you in the game. You know, Johnny Cueto was a good, you know, shot in the arm for a little bit, but he's old. I mean, this is only his fourth game pitching this season. And when he played the Cubs, you know, around a week ago, I mean, that first inning, what, he gave up two runs on, like, two little bloopers. I mean, yep. everything's gone wrong for the White Sox. So I don't think pitching's the issue. You know, when you look at the issue, it's the hitting. You know, Tim Anderson, you know, whatever people say, I think he's the most valuable player in baseball. They're 122 and 80 when he plays in games. When he doesn't play, they're 28 and 31. And this is, like, since, you know, 2019, 2020. He, he's a spark for the offense. And with him being out three to six weeks, you're going to need a Brady to step up and you're going to need Grandel to step up. And he's just been a colossal disappointment so far. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you look at a team like the Twins, right? Buxton isn't even playing that well. Not you have all. Carlos Correa, who's only played 35 games. He's in 279, but again, he's limited. But look at Jorge Polanco, who's been affected, effective. Gio Urshela, Max Kepler, like these guys are staying healthy for the Twins and they're playing 
where the Sox just everyone is injured. You've had the starting pitching injured with Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn's not even back yet. Look at on the batting side for the Sox, Robert Jimenez, Anderson. Everyone's been hurt. Uh, I think Anderson's yeah. out like a minimum of three weeks or something like that right now. It could be so Sox cans, yeah. Sox cans can be upset. And there is good reason to be upset because you look at a guy like Yohan Moncada, who has not heated up yet. Jose Abreu, who only heated up about the last two-ish weeks. Andrew Vaughn's been pretty good, but like you said, Grandall has yeah. not gotten it going. So, you know, you can be mad about some things, but I really think this Sox team just needs time to, to get healthy. But the starting pitching's got to be good too because Kopech, who I thought was the Sox most valuable guy, a week ago, did not play, uh, did not pitch well yesterday against the Blue Jays in their second loss of the series. No, the problem with Kopech is that he has a, you know, I don't know if self-confidence is the right issue, but he struggles, like he always has one meltdown in it. I mean, against the New York Yankees, they played him two weeks ago. He pitched, he pitched six innings, gave him three runs. All of them came in in it. I mean, two of the pitches came on wild pitches. He loses composure. That's the right word. And I mean, Kopech's stuff is is as good as anyone else's. But the problem is he needs to, you know, find that consistency. And, you know, you, you look at the hitting and all, and it's not, it's not well. I mean, you got a bunch of players batting under 200, but Tony LaRusse is not putting this team in, you know, quality situations. Andrew Vaughn should not be batting seventh. You know, Reese McGuire, our backup catcher who bats 160, should not be, you know, playing DH today. Lurie Garcia should not be playing leadoff. So, you know, I, I respect Tony. He's the Hall of Famer. He's the GOAT. But it doesn't seem like he's fully there. It doesn't seem like he has that killer instinct. You know, everybody knows about the Chicago White Sox, how they wanted A.J. Hinch. But Ryan Storff rolled up his sleeves and said, no, you're hiring my boy. Does anyone actually think Tony Larusa had his eyes out for the White Sox job in 2020? Like, he had no expectation of managing. Like, this was Ryan Storff's decision fully. And it's really affected the Chicago White Sox. Like, Josh, could you tell me how many 77-year-old managers you know in the history of baseball? I don't think I could give you one. Maybe like the Marlins guy in 2003, McCown, who won the World Series, or Connie Mack. The point is... The, the, and the Mets had a guy a couple of years ago that ended up retiring, I think. That oh, that's pretty that, old. Well, the Red Sox hired, you know, Valentine, who got fired. Yeah. But that's the point. Like, baseball is a new man's game the shift analytics, pulling pitchers like Larusa has been, you know, struggling, you know, putting starters out too long. So this white Sox season, it's not over. I mean, when you got talent like Mikado, who hopefully heats up, you got Kerndell making $20 million this year, you hope it improves, but yeah, right now the white Sox have an expected win loss record of 19 and 29. They're lucky to be where they are at right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as La Russa goes, you see him keeping starting pitchers in the game way too long. That's, I think, my big thing right now. Like, Cueto um, against the Cubs stayed in way too long in the seventh inning when he should have gotten pulled. Even today, you could argue that when he gave up, a, you know, a single to start the sixth with a high pitch count, oh, you maybe should pull him, boom, Tasker Hernandez hits one 400 feet out, you know, out of the park. So he struggled with that. And then you're right. Like the lineups just don't make sense to me. Andrew Vaughn is a guy that I love. He played like 30 total triple A games, gets brought up unreal talent. And I think he's hitting like 272. He's up to uh, 290. Yeah. So 290 yeah. after today, why is he hitting seventh? Why isn't he hitting second? I, Doesn't I, like, why is Gavin Sheets playing above this guy? I like I Jake know. Berger a lot, but come on, who are you, you know, putting more stock in Andrew Vaughn well, or Jake Berger and Larusa for some reason, just doesn't give Vaughn as much credit as other people do. The one thing I tried to rationalize today with um, Vaughn batting seventh was that it was like a second cleanup. 
But the problem is like this team is beat up. I mean, there's no Alloy, there's no Tim Anderson. I mean, those are spark plugs that you need. And Grandel not performing the way he's performing, you know, no, the way he is performing is forcing him to play McGuire. And McGuire is a 160 hitter. I'm sorry, no one in baseball should be playing if you're batting under 200. And the problem is Grandel, who's making $20 million, you know, his plate discipline hasn't been as strong. He's lost the power. And that's forced Tony to have to play McGuire at the catcher spot. And, you know, there's a lot of problems with the White Sox. But the big key is, you know, we need our stars to just perform to the law of averages. And it's just nowhere near it right now. I mean, let's look at these batting averages, Carson. Jose Bray, 250. He's been great the last couple of weeks. Tim Anderson, 356. I really like Luis Robert at 290. And then Andrew Vaughn at 274. Everyone else. Yaz is at 160. Gavin Sheets, 203. Lurie Garcia, for who for some reason gets played, 194. Adam Angles, 243. I guess that's above league average. AJ Pollock hasn't worked out at all, 226. Josh Harrison's hitting 167. Even Berger, who I was just getting credit, is only hitting 237. Like, that's not going to do it for a team that's supposed to win a division, especially the way the starting pitching has been going and the injuries. Yeah. I, I would tell you a wild card is more realistic. And even that, you know, might be a stretch. I mean, Abreu has been heating up, but he's been struggling in clutch situations. I mean, yesterday, uh, you know, grounded out with bases loaded, you know, angles, a good depth guy. And, you know, but this team consistently, like they just aren't hitting. I mean, a team batting average of 236 is, you know, pretty bad. You know, the White Sox, they're going to have to make some trades. I mean, the one problem with Jerry Reinsdorf is that I think he's a little cheap. Yep. You know, they could have signed Trevor Story. They could have tried, you know, they could have signed uh, Simeon this year to, you know, fill in that second base spot. But instead, they get Josh Harrison on a one-year deal. I mean, they are really limiting themselves, you know, completely, you know, with the lineup. But, you and know, that... what were you going to say? Yeah, sorry. So I was going to say, you know, you, you know, Reinsdorf is a cheaper guy, but I was going to say that a place that they have been spending money ish is the pitching. And unfortunately, some of these guys that they're giving money to just haven't worked out. Dallas Keuchel, all for oh, contract. They just DFA'd him, 788. Yeah. Lance Lynn has not been healthy. And now you're not giving money to anyone else, but Dylan Cease, who was pitching great, is up to a 369 ERA. That's still good. Kopek just had a bad start. Giolito got blown up. Velasquez had to, you know, come in. And he's okay. pitching 530. Like, I don't know how that guy. Cueto's about two and two and four starts. How does Vince have a job? He was one of know. the worst starting pitchers with the Philadelphia Phillies. Everybody, like the Phillies gave him so many chances. For seven years, he was a pitcher. And he has a career ERA, like round five. Do you know, know he used to be a position player? What position? Some, I don't know. And then it didn't work out, so he became grade? a pitcher. Like, he's not any good, but no, like no. he came up to the majors as a like an infielder or the minors. And then he had to switch because he sucked. And here he is as a pitcher. He's extremely frustrating. And last year, like, okay, I like Lance Lynn. He's a great yeah. guy, yep. but he's not a number one. No. I think he's a three. Like is, his, look at his, is his like two ERA going to last? No, it's not. He's getting no, it, it, We saw it last year. He had a 1.99 in August. Guess what it jumped up to in the final month? 2.7. Exactly. And career-wise, he's a guy that's he's he, you know he's tough. He's going to throw that fastball. He's going to throw that cutter. But he's a three-five ERA guy. And for us to decide, hey, why don't we give Lance Lynn a three-year, sixty-five million dollar deal, and let's just let Radon go? I mean, last year I really think they had an opportunity to give Radon like a four-year, three-year deal and buy him on the cheap, give him like thirteen million dollars a year, and he would have signed it. 
But instead, you let him pitch the full season. He has a great season. And then you let the New York Giants overpay him. I mean, Rodon is a guy that should be on the roster right now. That is a guy so talented, you can't let him go. Because Lance Lynn, he's old. You know, he's a great pitcher, but he's not Rodon. No. Here's my thing about Rodon. I will say, when I saw that Rodon was going to the Giants on that big contract, I have a very good friend. Basically, my best friend back home is a humongous White Sox fan. And I said to him, I respect Han and you guys for not giving him the amount of money they did. But that being said, you definitely have a point with the extension that could have happened last June Earlier. or whatever that exactly. did not happen. So they waited and, you know, you can't go back in the past. So good for them for not giving them the money then. But like you said, one injury to Lynn. Now you're dealing with guys like Keuchel, DFA, Cueto, two and two, and he doesn't seem to be getting any better. Velasquez couldn't do anything. Kopech still sliding into that role. So then you have to rely on a bullpen, which again, hasn't been great. Bummer gives up runs today. Lopez is just okay. He's kind of in that starter spot. Hendricks has been just okay. He's been better as of late, yeah. but still, you haven't had the season you were hoping out of last year's close of the year. So you're in a tough spot. Hopefully Lynn's, in, hopefully Lynn's injury, you know, coming back from injury helps them. But I'll be honest, Carson, I don't know if I'd favor this team to win the division right now. No, of course not. You got to take the Twins. The Twins now, have been more. Here, I think this is a good time to say this. Atlanta was about, you know, about in this situation last year and they won the World Series. In 2019, the Nationals were 19 and 31. And I, the Braves did it without Soroka and Acuna. However, they had other people showing potential. Exactly. They had the MVP and Freeman on their team who picked it back up. Jorge Soler came out of nowhere. That doesn't seem to be happening with the White Sox. Their pitching's only getting worse right now. No, my buddy calls me. I'm trying to be more positive in life. But, yeah. however, my buddy called me negative Nancy. He's like, oh, you are no, negative Bra Nancy. Yeah. Not anymore. But, however, he kept talking about Atlanta Braves. The White Sox are in the Atlanta Braves. I'm like, buddy. The White Sox have one of the worst batting averages like in baseball until a recent hot streak. You want to compare us to the Braves? They had Freddie Freeman who batted 300 last year. You know, they had, you know, great guys like Austin Riley that came out of nowhere and whacked 33 home runs. You know, they had Dansby, Dansby Swanson, Swanson was like underrated, who's actually like a, an average hitter. Exactly. I mean, they could smack their way to victory. And mm -hmm. so, you know, saying like the White Sox, like just saying, oh, the Braves, the Nationals. Yeah, sure, but the Nationals also had, you know, Juan Soto and Max Scherzer and, you know, great pitchers and stuff. Like, I think the White Sox are good. I think they can make the playoffs. Like, if they got the six wild card spot, they'd play the Minnesota Twins in the first round. Best out yeah. of three. You could yeah. win that. But you think you're going to beat the Yankees best out of five? And then the Astros best out of seven after that? You know, and you never know what happens, but it's just going to depend on the pitching. You know, a big hot streak is going to depend on the pitching and the playoffs are going to depend on the pitching if they're lucky enough to get to the playoffs. Because I'll tell you what, with a team like the Twins, I, do you say like Sonny Gray's hurt right now? He's going he's to be back uh, June 14th. Okay, so Sonny Gray's hurt. But I mean, like, look at the rest of their pitchers. Like Chris Archer has a 3.89. That's Bundy. not going to last. Dylan Bundy has a 4.76. That's just okay. Joe Ryan's good um that, that that's pretty good but again that's kind of out of nowhere like I don't see any of these guys on the twins roster that I think oh this guy's gonna have a career year and it's gonna last the whole year like no they're gonna slow down a little bit so twins slow down a bit a little bit pitching comes back to life Sox do what they're supposed to you could win the division it's only five games right now after the Sox lost today the Blue Jays they're third in a row but yeah. it's not as likely as like the Braves or Nationals coming back like they did you're right about that and the analytics, like, you know, Cleveland more than the White Sox. I mean, Cleveland has a higher percentage to make yeah. the playoffs. But here's the thing. In baseball, realistically, in the day of, let's just be real, super teams, 
Like when there's a rumor that the Dodgers are going to get Juan Soto or like the Yankees are, you know, just stacked with great discipline hitters. Realistically, you're not going to win the world series this year, but you got the core. You got Robert, you got Tim Anderson, you know, lockdown Dylan Cease, Andrew Vaughn. Maybe it's time to retool and spend some more money because, you know, there's no salary caps in baseball. You didn't have to sign Josh Harrison. You know, you could have gotten Trevor Story. So for the White Sox, you know, I think Rick Hahn really needs to get his own manager and honestly just retool, you know, get a good second baseman, get another good starter, beef up the, you know, the bullpen, which is probably the easiest thing to do for, you know, a GM in baseball. I'm not down on the Sox for the next five years, but, you know, they got to make some tweaks. That's it. That World Series this year is looking less and less likely by the day. Even next year, you're not too sure because the starting pitching's older. Um, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, some trades that the Sox might make and honestly some trades that might happen around the MLB, but I do want to talk about the Cubs for a little bit, you know, not as exciting a situation. They're not going to make the playoffs this year, but I think the Cubs are in a fine position, you know, for who they are. I mean, they've got some excitement. They're starting to bring some guys up starting pitchings. Meh. Your young guys are doing pretty well. Your older guys like Hendricks are starting to fall off. Stroman's been exciting stuff like that. But I mean, Carson earlier in the year, you said the Cubs could be a wild card team. I think a lot of people were drinking that Kool-Aid. Um, yep. obviously they're not going to, but you said you liked what the Cubs were doing. Do you still like them? No. Yeah. They got the foundation. I mean, think yeah. about it. You know, Ian Happ is a good guy. Suzuki's been hurt for a little bit. You know, you got Hendricks too struggling. And that is something that for a baseball fan two years ago, you know, Hendricks was always known as Greg Maddox light. Yep. You know, he was a guy that could place the ball. Well, you know, what low three ERA, and he's been getting lit up the past couple of years. So, you know, he might be a guy you might want to dump. There might be a team like the Giants, like the Padres, that are willing to take, you know, a chance on that guy. In return, you know, the Cubs can get some pretty prospects or something. Yep. You know, it happened with the White Sox with Jose Quintana. You know, when the White Sox traded Quintana, his area was like 4.7. But people were betting on the track record. You know, you get those teams. Or when the White Sox took James Shields in 2016. Didn't have great stats, but you bet on the track record. Granted, those didn't work, but the point is teams are willing to take chances. Uh, but do you, like Hendricks is a guy, I think a no-brainer. You got to call teams and see if he's interested. But what do you think about Wilson Contreras? I love Wilson Contreras. Uh, everyone knows, you know, that knows me and my Cubs stuff, and I'll explain it a little bit here. John Lester is my favorite Cub of all time, okay? They signed him in 2015, good. got his jersey right away. I was there for his first career homer, went like 10 feet to my right. Pretty cool was there for his second hit as a Cub, his 200th strikeout, all this type of stuff. Um, and then when Wilson came up, I was watching on TV when he hit, you know, first pitch he ever saw was a homer at Wrigley Field. And through everything, he became my second favorite Cub. And then going into last year when Lester left, he was my favorite Cub. And that stands true today. He's my favorite Cub. He's my favorite player. And let me read you some stats here, Carson. Leading okay. the team in batting average with 277. Had the game tying RBI yesterday, by the way. He has eight homers. He has 19 RBIs, and he walks very well. And he is a leader. Yesterday, when the Cubs walked it off against the Brewers, the rookie who's been outstanding, by the way, Christopher Morel, was at the plate with two strikes. Looks back. Wilson gives him a sign. Just tells him to breathe. Just tells him to breathe. The next pitch, boom! Sacrifice fly. You win the game. He's the captain of the team. He's the best player on the team. He's going to be the NL starting catcher in the all-star game. If they don't extend him, I am going to be extremely mad with. Oh, so you don't uh, want him traded? No, I want him extended right now. And if not, I've been ripping on Ricketts for so long. I don't think Hoyer's done a 
you know, a great job. I thought he was okay at the trade deadline last year, probably better than I'm giving him credit for. If he doesn't extend Wilson, I am going to be furious. Okay. Think about this though. Where would you be with Baez right now? He stinks. He's He's awful. He's awful. Rizzo's, so is Rizzo, so is Brian. Rizzo started off hot with the home runs, but he has a low batting average, and Chris Bryant is always Doesn't injured. Play. And Doesn't his play. stats are inflated in Colorado. Schwarber hits 180. Individually, those guys have value, but for some reason, it didn't work with the Chicago Cubs. You know, I just, I'm reading a CBS article right now. They have Contreras as the number five potential, you know, trade prospect. That's low, too. Possible fits. The Tampa Bay race. Yeah you could pick apart their farm system. The New York Yankees, pick apart their pockets, you know, do what you did with Chapman. But here's an interesting one, the Houston Astros. Houston Astros, uh, Martin, you know, how do I pronounce his name? Starts Maldonado. He bats 150. Can you imagine that Astros lineup if they add Contreras, who bats 270, 400 on base percentage? I mean, I think you're, you could literally bankrupt somebody's farm system if you trade Contreras. However, you got to think about the age. Like, are if you as a Cubs fan, realistically, how long are you expecting for them to start making the playoffs consistently? I think in 2024, they can be a playoff team, 100%. Yeah. No, so he's 30 right now. Uh, that means he would start the 2024 season at 32. He's got two or three years left. That's most teams' window to win a World Series. I have to say we extend him, put him on a five-year deal. I would. I really, really want them to extend him. And also, Carson, like, yeah, they have all of these young guys coming up, but you need some leadership there. You know, Wilson has World Series experience. He's been through the ups and the downs so far, especially with these down years. He's a catcher, and now he can DH when he's not catching, so he can play every day. He can be an everyday guy. I think it's a no-brainer to extend him. I'd do it right now, especially after last night. He got the game winning. He got the game tying hit, which is the reason it went to extras in the first place. He hypes up morale to, you know, get that sack fly to win the game. I think it's a no-brainer. And if Hoyer doesn't do it, you're going to have a lot of unhappy Cubs fans, including me. All right, we would trade David Robertson. Yeah, yeah, Robertson's yeah, gonna, I'd, yeah, I'd trade yeah. Robertson for sure. I'll tell you here, Carson. Let me give you this. I'll give you my uh, untouchables, in my opinion, for the Cubs. All right. Okay. Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, yes, Nico Horner, and yeah. Nick Madrigal. Going to pitchers, Keegan Thompson, and Justin Steele. That's it. That's it. You wouldn't keep Showman. No, you, you're out of your mind. You wouldn't keep Morgan. You wouldn't, but you, okay. So if someone offered, you know, the bank for him, you'd get rid of him. If someone said number three prospect in my system and a reliever that's 26, take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's fair. Stroman's fun. I'll give it to him. After a couple of bad starts, he's really improved. Basically, on his birthday is when he started improving his ERA. I'm gonna click up the stat here just so that I get it accurate. But after a couple of bad starts, like I said, he's been good. His ERA is down to 395, which is very good after he was sitting at five for a couple of weeks. He strikes guys out at a decent amount. He gets a lot of ground balls, which I really like. He can give you six innings if he really needs to. But something about Stroman is that we've seen him go down a little bit at the end of seasons, and he's 31. So if, you know, where you talk about 2024, which would be his one-year option deal, can make the playoffs with him he could be a fourth or fifth starter probably but he'd be 33 and that's when pitchers really start to go down Hendricks is 32 right now and he's starting to deteriorate so I would trade him right now I think they might trade him next year actually I like Stroman though he's been a lot of fun he's a good guy good leader yeah Stroman has a good track record he's a pretty good guy and you know but yeah you're right 2024 seems realistic for the Cubs I mean absolutely the division 
parts overperformed, but where's the star power? Brewers, a lot of good pitching. You don't know about the inning. It's inconsistent. Cardinals are older, but I will say, you know, the Cardinals spent the big bucks to make the corners good. I mean, when you have Ariano and Goldschmidt, I mean, you're going to be competing, you know, every single season. So I think it's going to be a Cubs-Cardinals division in the next couple of years. That's how I view it. Because well, the Reds. I think the, yeah. Uh, Red stink, Pirates stink. I think the Cardinals have a really good, you know, ownership system too. Their management's very good. Yeah. Brewers is picking up, but like you said, their pitching is going to die out. You know, Yelich isn't really good. I was at the game a couple of days ago when the Cubs had a comeback win 8-7 against the Brewers. I love beating the Brewers, by the way. Um, and everyone was just giving Yelich so much crap, and the dude couldn't do so anything. Bad. He was like one for four on the day. He just, man, what a fall from grace he had. Dude, I um, mean, he was a generational talent. I mean, yeah. you look at the Miami Marlins, all those guys that they had, they had Stan and, you know, Hernandez, who unfortunately died. You know, you had um, Yelich. You had all these really, really great players. But, yeah, Yelich is taking a serious step back, and, you know, when it comes to playoff time, I'm not taking the Brewers seriously, like, at all. No. Yeah, no, it's like the all ex-Marlins team. You put Stanton in there. Uh, JT yeah. Real Muto, I think, was a former Marlin. Yeah, there's, that's I'm sad. I'm forgetting some. Yeah, there's some. We're definitely else. forgetting some. But, yeah. No, just back to the Cubs for a minute. Yeah. Like I said, I think that, you know, obviously Suzuki's hurt right now and he's fallen. But I think he'll get used to the uh, to the pitching a little bit. Uh, Ian Happ is hitting 252. He was He's a little cold right now. He was hitting 270 a week ago. Wisdom's only hitting 230. But he's got you 11 homers. He had the game-winning one last night. Uh, Horner's hitting 285. He's been awesome. Rafael Ortega after hitting in the 190s has had a great last couple of weeks and he's up to 243. So these guys that you're, you know, hoping would have, you know, give you some wins and improve a little bit have done exactly that. So I really like what I'm seeing. Yeah. The thing with Hap is like, you know, a 250 batting average isn't bad in baseball anymore. No. But when you get those hits, you need to have pop. You need to have power. You know what I mean? So Ian Hap just has to get more consistent with extra base hits. I mean, his slugging percentage, I'm sorry, it's not cutting it right now. No. And, you know, and for a guy that's going to be middle of the lineup kind of guy with that kind of potential, you know, he needs to start driving in some more home runs. I mean, he's a guy that I could see hitting 25, 30 home runs, you know, if he needs to. He's been, uh, yeah, during his hot streak a couple of weeks ago, he was a doubles machine, but you, like you said, he couldn't buy a homer in that, you know, in that time, which not everyone's going to be that guy. You know, he's fast. Yeah, he's getting an improved glove in the field, but you're right. Some homers would be better. But again, Ian Happ's still not that old. I mean, Ian Happ came up in like 2017, 2018. He's sitting at 27 right now. This dude's still got seven years to be super impactful for this team, maybe even eight. So I like him a lot. Sorry. So we talked about the Cubs, you know, trade deadline and stuff. Let's shift back to the White Sox at the trade deadline. They get hot three or four games behind the Twins at the trade deadline. Who do you want to see him trade and what do you want to, uh, who do you who want to? I'm what I want to see them that, trade, it yeah. depends where they're at. I mean, if this is a team that's 10 games under 500, you know, I want to start dumping some of these, you know, these big money contracts, but I'm afraid they're becoming untouchable. I mean, Grandel has a year and a half left. He's going to get paid $20 million next year. Like, yeah, I could see a National League team looking for a DH, but right now, I mean, Grandel consistently has become a low 200 hitter. And last year was just unbelievable he had the hottest hot streak of all times i mean he bumped up his band-aid average from like 120 to 240 but he's a year older you know you need to see more consistent home run production his eye isn't as good as it was last year so if you're the white Sox, like i don't know give me a record i mean what's our record going into august 1st what do you think it will be i can't speak it to a total record but let's just say like 
500? Three or four games behind the Twins, you're about 500. Yeah. Do we really want to sell the farm when a World Series is so unlikely? Like, the, this White Sox rebuild wasn't about making the playoffs. You know, it was about finally winning a World Series. It was about yep. becoming consistent. So let's say, you know, we, we trade for um, an Oakland A's pitcher. Do we really want to give up, you know, Berger? Do we really want to give up Crochet so we can lose in the ALDS and three to the Yankees? So if I'm the White Sox, I'm not making anything big time, big time at the trade deadline. However, if we're 10 games under 500, yeah, I'm going to try to shop, you know, Grandel. I might try to shop, you know, maybe like a Joe Kelly or a Graveman that's having a hot season in the bullpen. Because, you know, we got the talent. You know, there's, there's just injuries. Like, Crochet's going to be back next year. You know, Kopech's going to be another year healthier. So, unless the White Sox are, have a healthy division lead, if Lance Lynn is pitching phenomenal, I really don't want to see them to make any trades. But trades, you know, positions that need to be improved, second base, and we need a better outfield. I mean, I, I like Aloy, but he gets injured. And when he does play, he bats 240. That's not and a guy. And he can't play the counter. field. Can't, can't play, play the, the field. field at all. And Larry Garcia, you know, should not be an MLB player. You know, Gavin Sheets is a 220 hitter. He should not be playing every single day. So you need a good second baseman. I think the starting pitching is fine. You can always beef up the bullpen. So second base, bullpen, outfield. Just one. So outfielder. let's say you guys get a three or four, maybe five game lead on the Twins. You know, if you're looking at a four man rotation for the playoffs and Lynn's pitching well, you got Lynn Giolito, Kopech, and Cease. Let's just say that's fine. Yeah. What would you like to do if you do have a division lead and you think you can realistically make a push for the World Series? And I think this is more realistic than a lot of Sox fans do. But if it does happen, what are you thinking? Yeah, you know, some guys on the Chicago White Sox that I think, you know, you can try to get is like a David Peralta. You know, he's a guy in the Arizona Diamondbacks. I know the Diamondbacks are playing better than expected, especially compared to last season. Yep. But they're also in the toughest division in baseball. You know, you got the Giants, you got the Padres, you got the Rockies who can hit. And of course, you know, you got the super team Dodgers. So, you know, you could see, you know, the Diamondbacks, you know, trying to make a trade and try to build up the farm system, try to build up, you know, prospects for the future. I mean, guys, you could trade on the White Sox, give them burger if they want them, give them sheets, give them crochet. I think crochet is a very underrated asset that you can trade. But the White Sox have to remember that Andrew Vaughn has to be off limits. Like the days of him going to Oakland, you know, those days are gone. I mean, Vaughn is a top tier talent on the White Sox right now. And that's not really something I was expecting coming into the season. You know, if you want to get a good bullpen guy, I mean, the Cincinnati Reds are going to shop some players. You got, you know, Tyler Molly, you know, he, you know, he's playing pretty well for the Reds so far, you know, has a good track record and he's a guy that you could probably not give up too much. You know, the Reds are just willing to get something. I mean, those are two guys right off the bat that I think the White Sox could get and really improve its roster going into October. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, yeah, if the starting pitching pans out, not getting anything there. So maybe a reliever. Obviously, like you said, outfield second base areas of concern. Think there's any shot we get a, another Cubs-Sox deal here soon? I don't want anybody from your team. You guys picked your pockets. I will say this one thing. The White Sox pretty much traded um, Nick Madrigal for AJ Pollock because what we kept Kimbrell for a half a season. Like, so Pollock didn't turn out that well. Nick Madrigal hasn't turned out that well, but obviously Nick Madrigal is a 24 year old who has a pretty high ceiling. I mean, I definitely rather have, you know, Madrigal at second base than Josh Harrison. That's to say the least. Yeah. I mean, so. Madrigal, 
was playing hurt before comes back. He's like two for six since he's been back. So I think a lot of people are freaking out about Madrigal, especially Cubs fans that haven't seen him be, you know, the true Nikki two strikes that his nickname, you know, has lived up to on the Sox. I still like him. I mean, every Sox fan say, that I talk to says he's going to be great for you. He will be great. The one thing I will add, and I don't want to make you sad. Don't call me negative. However, is it really sustainable what that guy was doing? I mean, the guy didn't walk. He has a terrible glove. He just, and it was always an O2 count. He doesn't get batters counts, but that guy just had a freaking knack for getting on base. I mean, he was one of my favorite players on the White Sox. It was unfortunate that he got injured and had to get traded. So the jury's out of magical, but yes, you definitely won the trade because Craig kind of Gamble, sounds like, uh, kind of sounds like Tim Anderson to me. He doesn't walk a lot. Bad. Glove. Tim Anderson's got pop. Tim Anderson can whack that ball. No, and Tim, no, you're right though. Tim Anderson only had his first three seasons. He was a 250 hitter. Yep. And now that guy bats 365. I don't know what deal he made with the double. He was walking more, by the way, before he got a little hurt. more, a little yep. more. I mean, statistically insignificant. Let's just say that. All Not right. That before we, uh, before we wrap things up here, I just want to talk about the rest of the league a little bit. Uh, the league leader in wins right now is the New York Mets. Yeah. Uh, I think that they're really exciting. The Yankees are continuing their thing. A couple surprises with the White Sox not being as good, the Phillies not being as good. Got a division like the Central that's wide open. I mean, do you have a – you were big on the Padres before. You still like them to win it, or what do you, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, dude. Here? I mean, Machado's killing it. Tatis is out. Starting pitching is rock solid. I mean, they're going to get in the playoffs. And the one thing that helps these wildcard teams – is that it's not a one-game elimination anymore. You know, it's nope. best out of three. So that really helps. Like, think – I always bring this example up. In 2020, you know, the Miami Marlins made the playoffs after 60 games. Do you think they make the playoffs if it's 162 games? Nope. No. You know, the longer it is, you know, the more likely the cream rises to the top. So I'm not worried about the Padres getting knocked out in a wild card game. Like, they're going to get a full series, you know, if they get back, you know, get past two out of three. I like the Padres a lot, but, you know, it's hard to go against the Dodgers. I mean, if you take away their record away from teams from Pennsylvania, they're like 33 and 12. And Mookie Betts is going to win the MVP if he keeps us up. No, he, yeah. I mean, he's been rock solid. So Dodgers, you know, you got to make them the favorite right now. Yeah. And the American League, I like the Yankees. You know, I think they have great play discipline. You know, the pitching is just amazing. Cortez, I mean, is pretty much, you know, you should make a bet for him to win the Cy Young. I mean, he's got great value right now. But, you know, it's hard to go against the Houston Astros. You know, the Houston Astros lineup is, you know, extremely solid. You got guys like Verlander who just keep getting better every, every single year. So I hate to say this. Astros Dodgers World Series. I don't think anybody wants to see that. No one wants to see it, but it could easily happen. I want to see Yankees Mets. That's what I, I want to see Yankees Mets too. Imagine a Subway Series World Series. That'd be awesome. And you know, the Mets got the pitching too. As soon as and they're, you know, they've been doing well again, even without Scherzer. So the one thing people always like to bring up, they're like, the reason why, you know, the White Sox got smacked by the Astros was playoff experience. I know Scherzer has playoff experience, but does that entire Mets team do? Lindor does. Lindor was not alone. So, no, I mean, it, it, compared to the, the Dodgers, are ready to win. And you could even make that argument with the Padres that they aren't ready for prime time. But that would be my, you know, good value bet is the Padres. Because once they get Tatis back, they're going to have the greatest infield batting wise. You got Hosmer, Machado, Tatis. And can I add one more thing? Sure. 
what is up with Shoei Otani having the highest odds to win the AL MVP? I don't get it. I don't get it. Tell me. A 3.5 ERA. Okay. Not that good. It's good. Doesn't make him the most valuable. 250 average. Cool. So I guess if you add both together, oh my God, it's so impressive. He's the next Babe Ruth. But I mean, like, how could you say he's the most valuable player over Mike Trout? How Carson, you and I have been talking about this for a year. I and you know I it. agree with you. Mike Trout's the best player on the Angels. Vlad Guerrero should have won it last year. I mean, I just, I don't get it with the guy. I know that he does both and I guess they're saving money. And, you know, like you give him a contract, you're paying him as a pitcher and a hitter or whatever. Look at guys like Trout. Look at guys like Rafael Devers, Jose Ramirez. They're better. They're better. Even the White Sox. I mean, I, I would go to my grave thinking that Tim Anderson means so much to the Chicago White Sox. For sure. Aaron Judge on a contract year. Yeah. Is batting 320 with a, like what the most one of the most home runs in the league, obviously. He's he has like 19 already. He's 19 already. I mean, Judge is a guy that has sparked this Yankees offense, but we are yeah. so obsessed with the uniqueness. And I I give it, give him credit. Like you're awesome, Atani. Like you're your own player. But most valuable, look at the Angels right now. I mean, they're struggling. They're gonna probably miss the playoffs again. So yeah, that's just my final take. It just drives me nuts. Jared Walsh has been coming up for them, you know, with Trout being healthy and leading the AL MVP race. That's why they're as good as they are. Otani's yes. fine. Trout's He's okay. OPS over a thousand. One of the best gloves in baseball. And by the way, if, no, no. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say. I mean, Trout. Like we we've said it before. If he stays healthy, he is the best player in baseball. And it's really not that close. I mean, no. he might have one of he might have his best season ever if he stays healthy. He's yeah, bat, I love batting errors just dipped a little bit, but. That'll come back up, though. You know it will. As pitchers fatigue throughout the year, Trout will get better. He's just such a bad, you know, football commissioner. Can we really trust him being MVP? I'm joking. I can't believe that's such a story. I know. The fantasy football stuff, but hey, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just looking around the league for me, love the Mets. Don't think they're going to do it. I always say the Yankees choking the playoffs, but they got some decent pitching this year. If Cole, you know, doesn't need sticky stuff, Nestor Cortez keeps it up, I like him. Chapman uh, scares I, me. Yeah, Chapman, definitely. Well, you know the Yankees are going to shop, too, in the playoffs. But, I mean, if I had to bet right now, I know it's, you know, probably the probably the typical thing to say, but Dodgers-Yankees uh, looking good. I like them. I'd go Astros, but, yeah, Yankees are right there. Yeah. All right. Well, Carson, baseball. Baseball episode out of the way here. I think we're going to talk about some basketball next week with Illinois basketball doing stuff, but that's going to be it for today. Any uh, Any closing thoughts? uh pretty much white Sox fans don't give up hope i mean there's wild card spot available could still win the division you know it's a long season totally agree uh cubs fans two years 2024 let's go win the division that year all right carson thanks for being on we'll be back in about a week thank you everyone for listening this has been the daily Illinois sports podcast